Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. I'm going to get into the message for today, and I've titled this today, Hope is Here. Say that with me. Hope is Here. There's many reasons this year especially to not have hope. Um, How many know what I'm talking about? The last year and a half, two years, it can be very difficult to have hope. But I want to remind each of us today that truly you and I as believers in Christ, we especially have hope. Have hope. Say that word hope with me. Hope. Hope, Hope is a positive word. It should just inspire you to continue to believe. And I want to touch on those things today. But before I go there, listen to this right here. Someone once said, everyone is worried about the economy this year. My hairline is in recession. My waistline is in inflation. And altogether, I am in depression. Now, that may be humorous to some of you, or may be reality to some of you. I don't know. But it reminds us that this past year, we've faced pressures. We've faced struggles. Isn't that the truth? We have faced them like never before. And even though you may have faced adversity this past year, maybe this past month, I want to still remind you that each of you have been given gifts by God Almighty. You have been given gifts already. How many like to receive gifts? I think that's all of us. But remember, it's better to give than to receive, okay? So I I wear extra large. I'm just kidding. Andrew liked that, right. But here's the thing, I want to talk to you today about the common gifts, and in this, uh, it's a series I want to begin today, this December, and on each Sunday I want to preach to you on one of the different gifts you've actually received already as a believer. And today, that gift that I want to speak to you on is hope. You and I have been given the gift of hope, not talking about the, the hope that the world has, but I'm talking about the gift of hope that that Jesus Christ spoke about, that the Bible speaks about. You and I realize that the world today is desperately looking for hope. They're looking for a hope for all the, the illnesses of the world today. They're looking for hope for the economy. They're looking for hope for what's happening in our schools and on and on and on, you just name it. The world is desperately looking for hope. But as believers, we've been offered that hope by Christ Jesus. Amen. He's offered that to you and said, here you go. And just like with any gift, it's up to you to receive that. It's up to you to grab that. A gift is free. It's something that's given. It's not something that you got to go seek. He gives it to you. But on the flip side of that, there's many people that choose to refuse that gift. They refuse the gift that Jesus freely gives. And all of us know people like that, that have refused the gift of salvation, refused the gift of, of, of knowing Christ Jesus. Now, hope at this time of the year, during this Christmas season, is more than just an empty wish. I'm not just saying, well, I hope everything turns out okay. I'm not talking about that kind of hope. We've all said something like that, right? Well, I hope I have enough money to pay the bills this month and and buy uh, presents because I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I'm not talking about that hope. What what hope means to most people is is wishful thinking or an emotional thinking process, right? 
or an emotional longing for something better. I'm talking about something above and beyond that. Even though each of us this year, and I know each of you here have faced trials this year, last year, the last couple of years, but you haven't given up hope. You haven't given up hope. You're still here today. You're, you're plowing through one day at a time, amen? You're plowing through one day at a time. And, and that's because you have hope. And what I want to talk to you today about is, is this hope that you don't see with your natural eyes or get with what you, you feel. Because for most of us, we go through life, we can, and we can just go by what we see. Sometimes the Lord reminds us, it's not what you see. In fact, there's a scripture. I don't have it for you up on the, on the, on the PowerPoint, but it says this. It says, we walk by faith, not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. See, the biblical word for hope doesn't just mean wishing for something. Hope is a confident expectation or assured anticipation of something good not yet experienced. That's powerful there. So I want to ask you, the question for you today that I would have for you is, is this. Has the world with all its challenges this year, this past year, stolen that hope that you have? Has it ripped that hope from you? Or can you still say today, I still have hope. I still keep going because I have hope. And hopefully that's you here today. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today. So let's turn, if you have your Bible with you, or if you have it on your phone app, let's turn to the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Hebrews, uh, it's a perfect name for a coffee, coffee shop. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 and 19. You don't like my jokes, do you? Okay. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 18 through 19. Listen to these words um, that Paul put here. Starting in verse 18. So that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to hold firmly to the hope set before us. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, a hope both sure and reliable. Well, there's a few things going on here, but I want to I start off by saying this. The Word of God tells us that it's impossible for God to lie, number one. It's impossible. In other words, what, what His Word declares, He'll never go back against that. If He said you're, that He knew you in your mother's womb, he, he knew you in your mother's womb. He cannot go against that. If he said that you are wonderfully made, like he says in the book of Jeremiah, guess what? No matter what life tells you or has, has spoken into your life, you are wonderfully made. Amen? The Word of God tells us that he is unchanging. He loves us from everlasting to everlasting. I'm so glad that he doesn't love me based on how I behave. Oh, forget that. If, if he judged me on how I behave, he would have cast me out a long time ago and said, forget you, I got better people to work with. But how many are thankful that he can say, uh, that he can say, I love you just the way you are. Now, he doesn't want us to stay that way, right? He, he's working on us. That's why I always say that you and I are a whip, a work in progress. I use that term at work, but uh, we use that term all the time to describe something that hasn't been completed. And you and I have not 
been completed. We have not yet arrived. And so we are still in that, in that process of, of being worked on by the Lord our God. And so the rest of this, this sermon this, this afternoon, for the next few moments, I just want to take a closer look at the word hope. Jesus is the hope that we cling to in the middle of our storms. Now, some of you may be able to relate to this, but I used to have a boat. It was about 18-foot boat. My brother Reuben remembers this. But I would take it fishing. It was a ski fishing boat. But I would only take it fishing. And when I got to the spot, based on the radar that we had, the sonar and all that, where I wanted to fish, I'd throw an anchor out. And that anchor would keep us planted right there where we, were, where we wanted to fish. And that anchor would prevent us from moving anywhere would keep us right there in place. How many know that that's sometimes what you do when you go fishing? You anchor down and you fish from that spot. And I want to talk to you today about how Jesus Christ, starting off, is not only our hope, but he's our anchor. Put your faith, number one, and that's going to be up on the screen, Jesus is our hope and our anchor. Jesus is an unmoving anchor. See, when you, when you begin that relationship with him, he helps you to stay, stay steadfast. He keeps you from going back and forth. There's nothing worse than being like a person that's just moved by the wind here one day, over there the next day, believing this that day and believing something else over here. God Almighty wants you to just stay steadfast with him as an anchor in your life. Amen? Jesus is our hope and our anchor. Let me read to you what Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says. Because here's the thing. We can be unwavering in our faith because of hope. Listen to these words in, in the New King James Version. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is what uh, faith is right there. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see faith. Do you believe in God? Of course. Hopefully all of you will say yes. Now, can you physically see God right now? No, you can't. But as believers, we know that we can experience His presence. We can feel His presence at times. We can know with certainty that He is our peace, our comfort, in the middle of the biggest trials in our life. But it starts with faith. This is why I bring that up. It starts with faith. You cannot have hope unless you first have faith. See, biblical faith is seeing life with the eyes of Scripture. Not with your eyes, but with the eyes of Scripture or the Word of God. When we see by faith, then that's when the Lord truly becomes our hope and our anchor. We have to learn to see with the words of Scripture. And that's why it's important for you and I to read Scripture. And many, many people will say, well, I don't like to read. Well, then listen to the Bible on podcasts. There's so many ways to listen to it nowadays. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple, um, everything. You, 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 you name it, you can find ways to listen to the Bible. Amen? When we see with the eyes of faith, we see hope all around us. I don't know about you, but oftentimes when we, when we have fed the homeless or we've, we see a homeless, I don't see someone that's just forever lost. 
I see someone that still has possibility. As long as you are breathing, you have possibilities. There is hope. Amen? How many would agree with that? As long as you are breathing, there is still hope. Those who belong to Jesus have reason for great confidence because of this. We have hope because He is our anchor. The second thing I would tell you this afternoon is the greatest reason for hope is God. You know, some people in this world have hope because of, of the good job they have, because they get paid six figures, because they get paid seven figures, because they have a, a nice house in a gated community, because um, they drive a nice car, they drive a brand new car. They have hope because of what they seem to have accomplished. I'm not talking about that hope. Others have hope even though they may not have as many materialistic things. But biblical hope doesn't depend on material possessions. It doesn't matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter if you're a superstar athlete or a singer, rapper. It doesn't matter. God doesn't look at it that way. True hope is rooted in the faithful, unchanging character of God and His promises. You see, the Word of God never changes. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many are thankful for that? Amen? Amen? Yeah. It's truly about the God we serve. I would, let me bring up Hebrews chapter 10, another scripture. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23. Listen to these words. It says, let's hold firmly to the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. It's so powerful because it's telling us that God doesn't change. He doesn't, he doesn't waver back and forth. If, if you commit your life to Christ and He has told you, here's the promises I have for you, those will never change. Those will never change for you and I. Here's, here's the one thing that you and I know though. God didn't promise you everything you want, like an easy, comfortable life filled with just rose petals. You know, I always think of, I always think of certain movies um, when I see, you know, you're throwing out petals and then you walk right behind that, right? And, and things like that. He didn't promise to give you a life like that. I mean, who wants a life like that? Somebody's got to clean up all those rose petals is what my wife would say. But this is what he did promise you and I. His presence, his care, and his comfort. That's what he promised you. And he promised you that you would live your life without heartache. That you wouldn't have to struggle. That you wouldn't have peer pressure. No matter what your age is. But he did promise you that he would, he would fill you with his presence. That he would give you his care and his comfort. And that right there, my friend, should take care of you right there. And make you a happy, one happy camper right there. See, these are things that we can trust that He will fulfill. And that's where we confidently place our hope in Him. And that is why as believers, we are filled with hope. Hope isn't what you and I can do. That's the point I'm trying to drive home right now. Is The point is, it's Him, it's Jesus Christ, the hope that He's given you and I. That's what we can trust in. That's what we can put our anchor in. Yeah. And because of that, we're known as people of hope. Believers should be known as people of hope. If you go out of this church or any church 
and you're going around with a defeated negative attitude, oh my goodness, you and I need to talk. We need to sit down and talk. Um, God has given us hope. Amen? Another scripture I would like to read to you, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verses 16 and 17. Listen to these words again that Paul, the Apostle Paul wrote. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who has loved us and given us eternal comfort and good hope by grace, comfort and strengthen your hearts in every good work and word. Again, we see here that, that hope is a source of great comfort and strength. Hope is what gives you and I the power to endure trials that we face. The hope that, number one, God's going to get us through this. That there's going to be a better day. That there's going to be a, a sunshine on the other side of this. That's the hope that we have in Him. See, our positive thinking, our big dreams, have no such power. They, they have power to a point, but not the power that I'm talking about. In the ups and downs of life that you and I will face with certainty, there's no guarantees of it working out. But with Jesus Christ, if you put your trust in Him and you anchor in Him, He will take care of all of your needs. Amen? He will be your your comfort, your strength, your peace. I've seen that in my life over and over and over again. However, though, this, this is what happens. Believers, as believers, we can remain hopeful no matter what life brings because our life and our future are in His hands. I have no clue to what 2022 holds, and neither do you. But we can trust in Jesus Christ that whatever comes our way, He's going to help us through that process. Amen? Because if you begin to worry about 2022 and what all that entails of what might happen, do you know this? And this is not any part of my sermon. But we spend so much time worrying about what might happen. And then we look back and it never even came close to happening that way, right? That's life. We spend so much time worrying about this and that. And we fail to say, Lord... I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you in this process. And then he just amazes us at how his goodness, how, his, how gracious he is to us in that process. That's what I've seen. And which leads us to our last point, point number three. Hope goes far beyond this life. It goes way beyond this life. You see, you and I have the ultimate hope of, of the gift of God's promise of eternal life. You and I have been given that. You see, when you receive Jesus Christ, that hope of eternal life is with you everywhere you go. It's not here one day and gone the next because it's not based on your goodness. It's based on what He did on the cross. What Jesus did on the cross settled it. You and I have to realize He is our hope, our anchor. He is unmoving, amen? Let me read to you this scripture found in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verses 3 and 4. Up on the screen for you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> excuse me, 
who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to obtain an inheritance which is un imperishable, undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Did you capture that? Hope. His great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have this great hope for eternity because of what Jesus Christ did over 2,000 years ago. That has settled eternity for you and I. That is the great news right there that hope goes far beyond this life here. It goes into eternity. It, it counts towards where you and I are going to spend the rest of eternity. And this afternoon as I get ready to close, all believers have a living hope because we have a heavenly inheritance. <clears throat> Excuse me. All believers have a living hope because we have a living or a heavenly inheritance. Unlike the things people place their hope in here on earth, our heavenly hope will never perish and can never perish. You know, many things we hope for, all the material things, they're all going to perish. Your brand new car that you got to th this year, it's going to perish. Your brand new house or your new apartment, your new dog, it's all going to perish. It's all going to go on. But you and I will go into eternity. Amen. Because you and I are living souls. Jesus Christ loved you so much. He went to the cross willingly for you and I. Even if you had been the only person left on this planet, he still would have gone to the cross for you because he loves you that much. We don't have it yet, talking about this inheritance, but it's ours. It's been gifted to us. Jesus Christ said, here, here it is, this gift of salvation. What God has promised and accomplished through Jesus Christ is not just wishful thinking. You see, we await it with eager confidence. In the meantime, the world is desperately looking for this hope. But the greatest reason for hope is God Almighty. Hope goes far beyond this life alone. It goes into eternity. And again, I want to remind you, the faith of a believer is not a, a hope so I hope kind of faith. It's not that. But it's a I know so I hope kind of faith. It's not like the hope of the world which disappoints. Well, I hope I get that raise. Well, I hope I get a new boss. Well, I hope I don't have to go into work tomorrow. I hope my, my workplace burns down. I mean, whatever it is that you may be hoping for. I hope I don't have to shop at Walmart anymore. That would be my hope. But rather it's a hope anchored in God and in the Word of God and in the God who can do all things. That's where our hope is placed. Amen? Where are you putting your hope today? That's my question now as I close. Where are you putting your hope? Is your hope being placed in your own strength, in the things you, you know that you can do, in your income, in that, in that check you get once a month, or once every two weeks, or however you get paid? Is that what you're putting your hope in? Or is it saying, Lord, I've got you, and you are my hope, and I know you've got my back, and I know you've got me covered. Is that what you're putting your hope in today?
You see, often in our lives, we find ourselves in situations we don't know what to do. And boy, this year has been one of those years. Last year as well. The circumstances of life, the issues of life are just swirling all around us. The pressures are mounting. And we don't know what to do. But the promise of God is that in that moment, He does for you what needs to be done. He gives you His, his presence so that he, you can experience His peace, His care, His strength. My hope for you as I close today is that this Christmas season is that you increase in, the God, in this godly hope for each of you and your family and that you stay grounded in your word. Amen? Amen. Amen. Won't you stand with me today? Thank you, Jesus. How many are thankful for hope? Yes. Amen. Yes, I'm thankful for hope today. Those that may be watching via YouTube, we also pray for those that are watching that you would be filled with, with hope in your families as well. And uh, each of these next few Sundays, I'm going to be speaking on a different gift that Jesus Christ has already given you and I. And I want to remind you of that gift. You have that gift of hope today. Don't lose sight of that, people. Don't lose sight of that. Let's bow our heads today. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your presence. Not your gifts, Lord, but your, your presence. That means your, the reality of you, of who you are in our midst. Lord, even though I can't see you, I can feel your presence. I know that something is different when I encounter your presence, whether it's through somebody, through a church service. Lord, I, I just know your presence is there. Even when I'm by myself and just praying, I can experience your presence. And Lord, that reminds me that, that I have hope because you're there with me. Lord, you're my peace, you're my comfort, you're my strength. And I thank you for the, the great hope that you are to me. Today, if there's somebody here today that's struggling with that or never truly given the Lord a chance to be hope for them, I want to say a prayer for you today. In fact, I would just invite you all to say this prayer. Um, when God came to this world through His Son, Jesus Christ, He gave His Son for you and I. He sent Him to a cross to die for you and I. And it's very simple to receive this gift of salvation. It's not belonging to a church. It's not giving to a church. It's not shaking a pastor's hand or anything silly like that. It's just confessing your need to Him. It's saying, Lord, I need you. I need you. I don't know how this life is all supposed to work, but I need you. That's really all it takes. And when you begin to do that, simply what you're asking God is just say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. When you do that, the Lord steps in from that moment and begins to guide you. He begins to take you by the hand and he just says, I got this. Let me help you with all of your life struggles, all of your life's challenges. So right now, I just want to pray that prayer. And I would invite you to pray that prayer with me. Those that are watching too, pray this prayer with me. And if you've never prayed it, this is called the prayer of salvation. 
And when you pray this prayer, mean these words with all your heart, God comes into your heart, into your spirit, into you, and begins to lead you from this day forward. He forgives you of all your past, which is the most amazing thing ever. So let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. And just say these words with me. Repeat them after me. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. I need you in my life. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my past. I know you went to the cross for me. And you rose again on the third day. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. And I thank you for going to that cross for me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Give yourselves a hand right now because I'll tell you this. I know well, most of you have said that prayer, but if you said that prayer for the first time today or you had to renew that prayer in your life, recommit yourself to the Lord, let me know that before you leave here today. Because the Bible says that the angels of heaven rejoice when one person comes to the Lord. When one person comes to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Hey, we have some pizzas next door. We have some soup as well. You're all invited to hang out, share some food with us today. Amen. Let's pray for that food right now. And uh, we'll pray your ble the blessing as you're dismissed. Father God, we pray your blessing upon this food we're about to receive in the building next door. We pray, God, that you bless the hands that made it, nourish it to our bodies, and give us strength for it in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as always, I pray this blessing over each one. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In Jesus' name, have a great and wonderful day. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.